and thank you for joining us for another episode of Broncos Country Throwback. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by Eric Delilah. Eric, today joining Jim Sakamano is the iconic Billy Thompson. That's right, Phil. The Broncos Ring of Famer joins us today to talk about his draft process. Of course, we're close to the 2021 NFL draft, and so we're going to hear more than just his own draft stories. Billy Thompson is going to announce the Broncos' day two picks from Cleveland. Excited to hear from him what that is going to mean to him and a lot more from Jim Sakamano. With that, let's get to their conversation. We are honored today to be talking on Broncos Country Throwback, our podcast, with BT, Billy Thompson the forever captain of the Broncos and uh, truly one of the most beloved players we've ever had in the orange and blue. BT, uh, it's great to talk to you, and thank you so much for being on Broncos Country Throwback. It's my pleasure, Jim. Um, we're going to, you know, we've got the draft right around the corner, and we're going to talk uh, about your own draft experiences. But I thought before we go back uh, to the late 60s, We'd actually talk about your most recent draft experience. Uh, you've got quite an honor that uh, you've been selected for uh, this year in Cleveland, BT. Why don't you tell our listeners about it? Well, I'm going to go back uh, representing the Broncos uh, uh, for the draft, and uh, I think I'm going to I'm, I'm going to uh, uh, have the second round uh, second round pick, and I, I'm excited to go back because. You know, I scouted for a while for the Broncos, and so I know the importance of uh, uh, of the uh, draft and, uh, and what goes into it. I mean, it's a lot, a lot of work uh, has been done. You know, I, I got the easy part is <laughs> announcing it because um, uh, I, I scouted for about three or four years, and I had the Big Ten and Atlantic Coast Conference, and it's it's a lot of lot of information that's it's just being shared um, uh, with, with 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 the teams today and and the draft is so important because it's how you keep your team viable and uh, I, I was glad I got that experience. BT, back when you were drafting for the Broncos, who were some of the prominent players that you scouted? And I realize a team can't you can't you can't get them all. You can't draft them all. But who were some of the prominent players that you uh, scouted back in those days? Well, there was there was quite a few, um, you know. Uh, and, and the thing about it, uh, I'm trying to think uh, uh, exactly who, as far as the uh, we scouted. I mean, the schools where we did, we we scouted like uh, the Big Ten. So all all the people that the Big Ten would have. I don't remember, like, the exact names of every guy, but you can imagine uh, the Big Ten. Yeah. I mean, the Mich- I mean if there's State. five prospects per school, and that's probably a fair average in the Big Ten. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, uh, and uh, and then they had the Atlantic Coast Conference, um, and, uh, and we weren't the only ones looking. I mean, when you went there to talk and to see the players, um, there, there were at least ten scouts from uh, other mm-hmm. uh, uh, teams there looking at the same players. So it wasn't, you know, something that you were the only one that was looking. I mean, everybody was looking, and it was really interesting because um, uh, 
everybody had a different approach to it, um, the teams. And what I mean by that is that, you know, what were they looking for in, in the player? Uh, what, you know, uh, was it a defensive back or was it a defensive lineman, a linebacker, and then quarterback, running back, receiver? And, and how did they set it up for for you to, you know, be able to, to, to evaluate these guys Come back, give them the information, and they set up the draft board, which was very, very interesting. Uh, they broke it down by positions, and then they came back after they broke it down by positions to breaking it down by best athlete, no matter what position. And um, it was very, very, very long and, 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 and tedious, but at the end, it was the best player. Uh, no matter what position he played. And um, mm-hmm. uh, I really, really learned a lot um, uh, about it from that standpoint. I mean, uh, it was uh, uh, something that I, that I always will cherish uh, to be able to, to, to go, go that whole route and, and, and see the player and, and watch him uh, perform. Not too many uh, people have had as much of a diversity of work experiences as you have, you know, both as a player, a scout, a community person. Uh, boy, you've, you've really been blessed to be able to touch a lot of people, BT. Well, I have, and, uh, it's, uh, and I really cherish that because you're right. I saw it all, and, um, and it really uh, made me appreciate um, um, the process. Uh, that that every team goes through uh, in trying to improve their their team, and uh, I was uh, I think I'm very fortunate to be able to have experienced all of that. Now, BT, you personally you went to Maryland State, but it's now Maryland Eastern Shore, isn't that correct? That's correct. Now, at at was that a historically black institution? Yes. It was boy, oh boy, once upon a time before all the other schools got wise really and said, Wait a second, we've got to have this talent here. What a talent pool there was in the historically black colleges and universities, uh, you know, at the time that you played and a little bit before you and for several years after you. Incredible talent. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, I played with just to name one guy. We're still friends today. Uh, Art Shell, who was uh, the great uh, offensive lineman from uh, the Oakland Raiders, um, Emerson Boozer, uh, Marshall Cropper, um, um, Jim Duncan. Uh, I mean, just 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 all those guys. Is that Jimmy Duncan? The, the, was that Jimmy Duncan who was the Chargers' defensive back? Right. Uh huh. Right. And, uh, we had we had quite a few guys uh, that that got drafted um, that I went on to play against, um, and we were teammates in college. And um, yeah, that was tremendous. It was a great. It was a great great time. Um, and then <laughs> I get the chance to play against Art. Uh, he gets drafted by the Raiders, as a matter of fact, and I saw him more than I wanted to see him. But uh, he uh, Art Shell was like unfair. The Raiders should have 
should have only been allowed to have 10 players on offense when Art Shell was one of them because he counted like two. Oh, he did. As a matter of fact, he told me, he said, look, man, I've been trying to call the Broncos and, and, and tell them about you. And he said, but they won't, they won't negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go back then to when you were in college and before even. When did you first think in your own mind, and, and you know, you're, you're very humble, but everybody has thoughts in their minds. Back when you're a young kid, you're playing, when did you first begin to think, I can play professional football, or frankly, professional baseball could also have done. Well, you know, Jim, I, I've always, you know, um, thought that, you know, whatever I do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it my best. And so, um, I, I didn't, I didn't, I wanted to make sure I got my degree because, uh, to me, that was the most important thing. Uh, or what were you going to do if I didn't play football? Um, mm -hmm. And I was going to coach and, and teach um, uh, back in Baltimore. Had already got a job offer and uh, was, you know, pretty much set that that's what I was going to do. If I didn't get drafted, I wanted to, I wanted to try to play uh, uh, pro ball, but if I didn't, I had something to fall back on, and yeah, you know, so I didn't put all my eggs in one basket. Um, mm -hmm. As a matter, of, um, uh, when I did my student teaching, um, the principal told me, "Say, well, you know what, Billy? You know, we if you don't play, you know, we'd love to have you back with us." And so I had people calling me like that places I'd gone, and so um, I was I was hoping I got drafted, but it wasn't a like. 100% sure, um, you know, I, I wasn't that, I wasn't that cocky, but um, well, you weren't that cocky, but you were that good. Well, I don't know, but I wanted to make sure I had my bases covered, and um, uh, when I got drafted, I, matter of fact, I didn't even know what color uh, Denver. I didn't know anything about the Broncos when they drafted me. Did uh, mm -hmm. coach coach called me and said? Hey, Billy, this is uh, Coach uh, Lou Saban. Is the Broncos your favorite team? And I go, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, well, what about now? He said, well, what about now? We just drafted you in the third round. I said, great, Coach. I said, you know, I'm excited. I said, you know, you got me, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to be a Bronco. And he laughed and said, well, that's what I needed to hear. And uh, when I got to Denver, I was just I was excited. Now, um, was there any concern that you had at that time that, or, or that players had that they might get overlooked by being at a smaller school or a predominantly black school? You know, was there any thought that, that you know, well, these guys are just looking at Ohio State and USC and Notre Dame or, or uh, I mean, you, when you can play, you can play, and now they find you wherever and whenever. But how about then, BT? Well, it, it was it was pretty well uh, covered. As a matter of fact, um, like I said, Art Shell. I mean, he was one of the guys before me. Um, so we knew uh, that uh, they were they were looking um, uh, and they were uh, at our games. Um, so yeah, yeah, they were. We were pretty well covered as far as. Uh, 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 scouts and, and, and whatnot coming to watch our, our games. Uh, we knew they were there. Um, uh -huh. and, 
So yeah, we were covered pretty good. Well, it was also it was it was Maryland State, Morgan State, Norfolk State, schools. time schools, and so um, yeah, and we played in that conference, you know, and uh, so uh, we knew that we were being looked at, and like I said, the draft had gone by, and some of the guys uh, uh, before me, my teammates were were drafted, so we knew. We knew that uh, that we, there was potential there to be, you know, uh, drafted by a professional team. I thought that um, at that moment of, in our time of history, that the American Football League was much more like the NFL is established and they do it a certain way. But we're opening things up and our eyes are wide open, and especially the Kansas City Chiefs. I thought these were that they said, you know what. We don't care where somebody is. We don't care how small a school it is, and we don't care what color they are. And the Chiefs, and then everybody had to follow up along, BT, because <laughs> if you didn't have the talent, you didn't have the talent, right? I mean, Otis right. Taylor, for heaven's sake? Yep, absolutely. Jimmy Marcellus. I mean, they, oh, they were uh, God. Willie Lanier. Um, Willie I played against in college. Uh, so some of these guys I saw before uh, I got to the Broncos. So I knew about him anyway. I mean, he was he was quite a player. Willie Lanier. He was. There was a there was a famous player that I've never gotten out of gotten him out of my mind. And he went on. He was a brilliant man. And I think he may even have a PhD, or maybe I'm wrong. And I do not even know honestly if he's living. But did you play against Eldridge Dickey? No, but I know about him. I mean, who, who has who didn't know him? <laughs> right. Uh, during this, tremendous, tremendous football player. Um, but I didn't know him personally, but uh, I knew about him athletically. And then he played several years for the Oakland Raiders and maybe somebody else. I don't even know. But he had so much else that is going on his plate that I think he might have actually retired a little early to go into other lines of work. But uh, – I was just wondering on that. Uh, when you came to camp, BT, after you got drafted, was it? Did anybody assure you that you'd make it, or you? It was you know because like I think you were drafted in the third round. I think we had Grady Kapnis in the second from UTEP. Um, did anybody give you any assurances, or you just had to work like crazy? Well, I, <laughs> nobody gave me any assurances. I, I guarantee you that. It was, uh, as a matter of fact, I think the first three guys we'll pick that year were, were defensive backs. Um, uh, and, they, and so that was the area where they felt the greatest need, and, uh, and I was picked uh, in that group. So I was excited to come. And, and Joe Collier was, was my defensive back coach, um, and he taught me uh, so much. I have – I'm indebted to him for 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 taking me under his wing and just teaching me about football and uh, and how to how to play and how to watch film and how to do everything. You know, then he went on to become the defensive uh, coordinator and he left uh, you know the position uh, role and he was in charge of everything. Uh, guy's brilliant uh, and uh, I'll always will. Um, owe a debt to him for just teaching me how to play, and uh, uh, and and I think that was 
that what he did was enable me to play a lot longer. Uh, because the older you get, I think you lose a little bit uh, in the speed and the athletic. Oh, but uh, but but it's all up. But it's upstairs above the neck, though. It's upstairs above the neck, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. He uh, enabled me to stay for a little while longer because of the way you prepare for the game, and uh, I'll always be indebted to him for that. Now, I know that when the Broncos drafted you, you made your mark very early. This record might since have been tied, but at that time you led the AFL as a rookie in both kickoff returns and punt returns are the only one ever to do it in the same year, and it's possible that somebody has done it since. I don't even know, but uh, it didn't take long at all before somebody uh, could realize that, boy, were you special, BT. I'm not just saying that. That's the truth, and, and you know it is. Well, I, I appreciate it. You know, all I wanted to do um, was help the team, and um, and I remember uh, Coach Saban asked me, he says, Billy, um, we're going to ask you to run back punts and kickoffs. Are you going to be okay with that? And you're going to be starting corner. And I said, well, sure, coach, you know, uh, I'm ready. And, uh, and I did it. And, and the reason why I was, I was focused because, um, we needed it. And, uh, and, uh, and I thought I could help. And, uh, and he gave me the opportunity to do it. And, and so, you know, the rest, the rest of this react. Oh, I yeah. Mean, you know, by yourself. I mean, I had people blocking and everything, and it was just me back there catching it and then doing something with it. And so, um, and I enjoyed doing it. I mean, even though it was an extra load because, you know, uh, playing defensive back, um, you got your hands full already. And uh, Well, you know, um, one of the things that I have proudly hanging in my uh, kind of my display area is when I retired, the Broncos gave me a number 36 jersey with my name on it. Well, I'm very <laughs> proud you. of the fact. I'm very proud of the fact that when I think of 36, I don't care how many guys come or go. I don't care. You're the only one. We were having a discussion with my wife and I and another couple not too long ago, maybe two weeks ago, in a, in a restaurant, and uh, somebody said to her, "Who's your favorite Bronco all time?" Well, that that's a heck of a question because we've had so many great players. But and she answered and said, "Oh, I don't know. There's different eras and different years and so forth." But still, and this is a long time after the fact, and you know what I'm going to say. She said, "I'd have to say Billy Thompson," <laughs> and I still think that's uh, you. You can't uh, blow much uh, smoke at her, so uh, I, I think that's a good answer. You know, you're very humble. I know that when you were a senior and the Broncos were scouting you, you also played running back for a game, and you had a terrific game, had a 100-yard game. You want to explain how that came to happen? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it happened just like that. I mean, uh, uh, all the running backs, which is unbelievable, were hurt. I couldn't go. And the coach said, well, we need, we need, we need a running back. Somebody, we got to get somebody back there. We need help. So I raised my hand. He goes, Thompson, come on, man. I said, no. Uh, you know, for, for one game, I can handle it, coach. You know, just give me a couple of plays, and, and I can I still play the defense, but, you know, I, I, can, I can do it. He said, okay, we'll give you a couple of plays, and uh, we'll see what happens. So I practiced that, for that game, offense and defense. I mean, and um, 
uh, it was unbelievable. Uh, the guys, I don't know what they, they blocked hard for me or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. But I didn't, uh, you had some pretty good blockers too. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I, uh, gained a hundred yards and we won the game and, um, and I never played running back again. And, um, yes. it was, it was a special, special time because I was able to help the team, you know, because we, we didn't have anybody else to do it. And, um, uh, so I said, I can do it, coach. And he said, okay, well, we got you. So yeah, that was, that was, a, that was a great, great, um, uh, game for me and, um, kind of endeared me to the guys. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I also remember, you know, earlier in this conversation, you talked about the scouting process and how they're going by position and so forth. Then they go by the best athlete and, and you hope to combine it and, and get a great player, which they did in you. But uh, one of the things they had to consider, maybe they didn't have to consider it, but it was a fact, you were a terrific college center fielder who by far, you had you chosen that, and I think you made the right choice, but, you know, because in baseball you, you're in class A, class B, et cetera, et cetera. But you were a terrific baseball player, also drafted, I think, by the Orioles. Yeah. Yeah, I love baseball. I played it in Little League, uh, played it in high school, and played it in college. So, yeah, I, I, I love baseball. And But football was, 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 was my dream, too. And, um, um, and I figured that I could get there faster in football um, sure. than baseball. That you go through the minor leagues and that league and that league, and then finally, if you get – a shot, you get a shot with the big leagues. and um, um, But football, you drafted to the big leagues right now. And that's, that's, that's exactly what I want. Right. And I didn't want to go through that. You know, you, nor, nor, I, that's perfectly understandable. I think you made a great choice. Um, I think sometimes people fall through the cracks. And I, I don't like the fact that they only have a certain number of people that they put into a class for the Hall of Fame or whatever. Earlier, you mentioned Joe Collier. I think definitely Joe Collier could be in the Denver Broncos ring of fame, and you, without question, could be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But it seems like they pick a guy, they pick a, they say, well, this is a defensive back, and this is a quarterback, and this is a running back. And before you know it, they filled up a class, and then they move on, and they keep moving on, and, uh, but it doesn't diminish what the guy did, and it doesn't diminish what you did, BT. Well, thank you, Jim. I, I, but when I came in, and I mentioned the guy's name that, that was very close to me and has passed away, Floyd Little. Uh, what a guy. And yeah. um, he taught me a lot uh, as far as, you know, talking to people, how to carry yourself, how, how, how to show leadership. Um, you know, being there, being accountable. Uh, this is a guy talking to me uh, uh, as a rookie. And uh, I told him, I said, well, look, I, they drafted me to give you a, a break because Floyd was our number one running back, and he was also running back punts and kickoffs. Right, I right. Said, so, <laughs> I said, we need, we, we need you, uh, folks. I call them folks. I said, we need you, man, because, you know, he was like, our only offense. He was a lot of our offense, uh, and everybody was targeting Floyd. And um, what a great guy! I mean, he uh, kind of took me under his wing. 
and he's on the offense and I'm on the defense and talked to me about things, you know, and uh, said, you know, you got to stay healthy and you, this is what you need to do and blase, blase. And he kept me, uh, kept me focused. And um, we weren't winning a whole bunch, but we were winning enough to know that every game we went into, we had a chance and, and that's all we wanted. And um, I'll be ever grateful for him for that too. I mean, we were very close, and uh, I'm going to miss him. He's gone, but yeah. I'm going to miss him. Sure. We all will. You know, uh, you talk about all kinds of stuff, but as you went along in your career, that Orange Crush defense that went to the uh, Super Bowl, and it's absolutely criminal that no member of it is in the Hall of Fame, uh, but um, by golly, you know, eight guys on that defense at one time or another were in the Pro Bowl. Eight guys in that yeah. defense, Billy. Well, that, that was a that was a great defense, man. That was, I mean, it. Um, I mean, one of the best uh, teams I've ever been on uh, as far as uh, uh, being together and uh, and playing. And no matter what, back against the wall doesn't matter. Wherever we are, we're not giving up anything. And uh, uh, I, I'm really proud of that team. Uh, those teams, those that the Orange Crush was just um, guys had a lot of heart, and um, and we played for each other. I mean, it was uh, yeah, it was very, it was very special. There was a two-year span where you guys, over the whole period, you averaged allowed ten point six points per game. How <laughs> can you allow only ten point six points a game, BT? You know, I mean, I know. that's overwhelming. Well, our I, I, I focus was they don't score, we don't lose. <laughs> yeah, that, that is that is so true. That, that hasn't changed much. Captain, uh, yeah. forevermore, you're one of the greatest Broncos ever, and thank you for sharing some of your experiences about the draft and scouting and so forth at a perfect time of the year with us on the Broncos Country Throwback. It's an honor to talk to you, BT. Jim, it's been my pleasure. You have always been one of my favorite people, and I really appreciate you. That was Broncos Ring of Famer Billy Thompson with Jim Sakamano. Uh, clearly honored to have this opportunity for the Broncos and uh, fill some other good stories, as always, from a conversation with Jim. Yeah, I, I had heard that story about Billy Thompson uh, thinking he was going to be going to the Raiders. Luckily for the Broncos, that did not come to fruition. Uh, a longtime uh, Broncos cornerback. Uh, just a, an iconic career here in Denver, and uh, we're lucky to have him here on this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard today, make sure you subscribe to Broncos Country Throwback and Spotify on iTunes, pretty much wherever you find your favorite podcast. We'll be back with another episode featuring one of our alumnus. Until then, for Jim Sakamano and Eric Talala, I'm Phil Malani.